For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. So, uh, last evening, we ended a three-day session, the first multi-day session we've done in Ancient Dragons and Gates since December 2019. And today is the last day, last Dharma talk formally of the practice commitment period, the first practice period we've done since 2018. So I first want to start by just acknowledging, um, well, how wonderful it is to have our sangha back on track in some sense, doing the practice period and doing a multi-day session feel to me like landmarks in something new and in something old and maybe also blue, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> we, um, we're back. The session was wonderful. I, I felt the, for three days the steadiness of people and the number of the people who are here tonight were also here for that. Um, we did zazen together and we did service and we had meals in the zendo and but I also feel like we need to recognize uh, how much of a uh, disjunction the pandemic was for our sangha and for everybody and for our world and for our country. Um, so we have to renew and it's not the same as it was. We lost our zendo. We're in this wonderful new interim zendo. We are actively involved in looking for a long-term new space. And uh, there were a lot of, there was a lot of injuries to the world over this pandemic. Along with, of course, all the million people in this country or more who passed away. Many of us here have had COVID. Uh, maybe that's a good thing. We're back, getting back immunized. To, Anyway, it's, um, it's a time of change. We have this online situation and we're looking to develop our uh, hybrid system and, you know, we're not doing too bad on this. And we have lots of people who joined us for the session and for the practice period from distant places, California and New Mexico and 
Indiana and forgetting some Wisconsin anyway. Um, and also we have this nice warm Zendo space to sit in person. But a lot of people were uh, damaged in ways we don't necessarily realize. And, and all the younger people, um, we have a number of uh, school teachers in our Sangha. One of them is describing his fourth grade class and all the struggles to keep them going, given uh, that they missed two years of regular school. So it's an interesting, poten potentially creative new situation, and also um, we've lost a lot of things. And uh, because of the hybrid in the Zoom, we have also gained the possibility to sit together with people at, at a great distance. So our Sangha has expanded in that way. And uh, the people of the world have had this transformation. And we know there is lots of situations of suffering all over the world. In this country, we're uh, relatively uh, in good condition compared to most places in the world, in a lot of ways. So this practice period, we used as a focusing text the uh, Sutra of the Malakirti, who was, uh, according to the Sutra, a great awakened layperson in Buddha's time, uh, highly awakened. Uh, and many interesting things happen in this sutra. It's very colorful, very colorful stories. But on one level, it's just about practicing in the world. So the Malakirti entered all kinds of ordinary spaces in the world challenging spaces in the world, and was celebrated in each of them as the best there, and used the situations of all those places to help awaken the, the people from being who were there. Maybe it's worth mentioning that in this assembly, at first in the Buddha's, uh, in front of the Buddha, but then they all go and occupy <clears throat> Himalakirti's house and his sick room, because uh, he's ill, and um, it's a room maybe half the size of the Sindha, and yet an amazing number of beings are able to fit into it. So one of the things that the sutra does is to undercut our usual sense of 
space and time and dimensions. So I think maybe for some people in the practice period, this part was was uncomfortable, and for some people it was entertaining. But also, uh, this there's this inconceivable teaching that's in line with the Avatamsaka flower and sutra. That's very very important in Soto Zen, but in which there are wild things that happen. And it's based on the teaching of inconceivability that we don't, we can't possibly conceive of and perceive of all, everything that is happening in our world and in front of us. Even though part of our practice is, of course, to just meet each thing in front of us. So to have a sense of humility about what we can know, what we can see, to be patient with that. So one of the signature teachings of the Bhagavad Kirti Sutra, and I love saying the Sanskrit word for this, so I'll say it one last time, Anapadaka Dharmakshanti, patience, patience with the fact that we cannot get a hold of things, that everything in our world is ungraspable, that we can't, that it's beyond birth and death, that we don't, we can't really understand completely or control everything that's happening. So this is an important teaching for us. We're, we're taught in our educational systems or what's left of them to, to um, try and make progress and control things and understand things and some things can't be understood and how things change can't be understood and so how do, so the question is and the question is that's brought up in the sutra is how do we help beings so I talked during the session about the Buddha work and the sutra talks about that doing the Buddha work and as Bodhisattva practitioners that's what we're all doing we're doing the Buddha work. We are expressing awakening and supporting awakening and kindness and helpfulness in the world, in all the realms of the world in which we are occupying. So I'm just sort of summarizing some of what we've been talking about during the last three-day session, during the last two-month practice period. And there are probably important pieces of this that uh, not mentioned. Well, the teaching about Buddha fields, that when a Buddha awakens, they constellate a field of awakening that our practice is our zazen, our practice in the world is not just about us. It's not a self-help methodology. It's about waking up and supporting and being supported by everyone and everything. 
that we can't get a hold of things. We can't really fully grasp them. Reality itself is beyond that. And things are not just things. Everything is a lot. This is what the Buddha taught. This is what modern physics is uh, demonstrating. Marathon scientifically. So we live in the Buddha field of Shakyamuni Buddha, who lived in what we now call India, North East India, 2,500 years ago or so. This is called the Saha world, which is the world of endurance. It's, there are lots of challenges in the world. How do we support kindness, kind speech? Talked yesterday about Dogen's four dharmas for supporting beings. Generosity, kind speech, beneficial action, helping people. And then this cooperation or identity action. That, we co that there's this possibility of cooperating together. Rather than competing or trying to take advantage of others. So we see in this world that there, are, that there is lots of damage. How do we um, oppose systems of injustice and cruelty and harm that are abundantly around us? destruction of the environment, all these difficulties. How do we do that without falling into hatred of people who are espousing that, who have been misguided into espousing that? So this is a long, long project. We have to study history, the history of our lineage and of the practice of awakening, but also uh, the history of our country and all of it, even when it makes us uncomfortable. And we have to realize the current attack on history and study in history. Anyway, how do we act helpfully in all of this? That's the question, really. And how do we take care of ourselves and support each other in Sangha? That's another question. So Sangha is about coming together, practicing together, supporting each other. This is a challenge. How do we, how can we be willing to ask for help from people in the Sangha when we need it? How can we be open to hearing the calls for help in our Sangha and in the world. So uh, maybe I've said enough about um, these past two months and these past three days, and I could keep babbling, but I'm interested in hearing what you all have to say about anything. So some of you in the room and some of you online have been part of the practice period or the three-day session, and some of you have not, and that's fine. Uh, what, uh, I'm interested in hearing any comments or responses to any of this that any of you may have. So comments, responses, questions, questions for the Sangha, please feel free.
I have a county. I just thought the presentation was lovely. And I want to thank Kogetsu and Mike and Wayne and David Ray and all the people who worked on it to make it such a wonderful, successful. It really was a heartwarming. A little bit louder for the people. It really was a heartwarming event. And I just want to thank the people who worked so hard. And I said, Yes, indeed. Jerry, thank you. Well, everybody who was part of it really helped. Everybody wasn't part of it. And and yeah, we could hear Laurel's screeching the bird song and Louis Roaming Lincoln Square. You know, this was an all inclusive event. Simone, wherever he's been AWOL. I think he's going to prepare yeah. tea for us. Yeah, thank you, Hogan. Yes. So this was an actualization of the molecular tea's situation. Us together in our life in the garden, taking care of the Zendo, enjoying unbelievably delicious tea treats, and you know being tired and worried about things and everything all together all at once. Good movie. Yes, thank you. Is that a Zen movie? <laughs> Many movies are Zen movies. <laughs> And one of the comments I really liked was from Joe, who's, who joined us online the first day, the first time he sat all, he's ever sat all day. He's, I don't, has he ever been here? I think he was at Ebenezer. So, uh, anyway, he's one of the people who joins us online, and he really sat the first day, felt it, and he said, I feel tired and resting at the same time, <laughs> which I thought was a lovely description of Sashin body mind. Other comments or questions, please. Sashin? Um, I just was reflecting during Sashin on um, really, you know, the past few years. And for me, I think that it wasn't so bad losing our space, but losing the structures and the forms that, you know, we, we kind of knew over time and it evolved over time for that space and you could kind of fold yourself in. And um, I think that a lot of work has gone into... Um, bringing those forms to how they work here and, and in this situation. And I, and I, I especially thank Hogetsu for um, organizing, you know, a lot of the, the forms around our meal preparation, but, um, but, but there's been a lot of work over the past few months um, since we've been in a stable space to bring back our, our way of being it was so it wasn't the space as much as the, the way of being together 
that, um, you know, it was easy to fold yourself in on a Monday night or, you know, come up, you know, come on a Sunday and, and make tea if somebody was absent because, you know, you kind of basically knew how to do it. And um, we're still, I think, you know, working on that, or I am. But uh, but it was, I think that, that was the hardest thing. And, in, and, and at the same time, I think a lot of us were all, you know, working much harder during the pandemic and, and since. And so it seemed like, you know, oh, we're busy and, and everything. But I think, um, you know, my, my practice really suffered, you know, I think, and, and, and everyone, I think, did. From, from not having this available to us. And so that, that I think, was um, maybe the most wonderful part of the session was to just be held in place, again, by the forms for a significant period of time. Someone was speaking to me and said, you know, I actually admire the military someone who was in Sashim, and said, you know, because you can, if there's a natural disaster, the National Guard assembles itself. And whatever's going on in their personal situation doesn't matter. They have the mission. <laughs> and that's sort of like what I think we're coming back to, creating an environment where we can drop into the mission of inconceivable liberation of all beings and of kindness and wisdom and compassion and coming back to do and hearing bird song, you know, that, that we were, you were united in the mission. I thought that was a really beautiful way to kind of describe what I think you're describing, returning to the source. Yeah, and knowing your place in it. Mm-hmm. That's what we were talking about, yeah. Dharma positions. Ah. Um, so I only live a little more than a mile away, and um, I've done session, so I, I kept thinking about where you were mm-hmm. during the day. <laughs> oh, now there's having tea. And so that was lovely. Um, but I wanted to say, so this is about, um, I kept saying that my practice suffered during um, the pandemic, but I'm starting to think my practice grew during the pandemic because it was so hard. Uh, I mean, life was so hard, so many things in our lives were so hard, and I think, you know, it, it, I didn't sit every day, but um, I certainly was challenged by life in ways that needed to rely on practice in ways that were pretty stretchy. <laughs> they needed stretching. Anyway, so I'm still thinking about that. I, I don't know, I'm not, I haven't quite resolved it. But I want to say one other thing. Today when I, this evening when I walked in the back, Pogetsu was sitting in the garden being the greeter in the beautiful garden, and I thought, Oh, I love having a garden, and so uh, it um, the, as part of our zendo. And so, if we're those of you who are looking for another space <laughs> for the future, oh, please, a garden! <laughs> it was 
so beautiful to see the priest sitting in the garden reading this. That is offering flowers on a distant hillside to Buddha. Yeah. And we could work in the garden during work period. Yes. Have tea in the garden. Yes. Jerry and I practice in a place, and it was a really big garden. It was like a lot of work. We did a lot of work in the garden. But I love that. You know, I've been thinking about the forms too, and in a way, I know in COVID, you know, we all sort of the forms sort of fell away and the structure fell away. But there's a there's a a, a plus side to that because one, it makes you realize two things: how important those forms are, and it makes you also not get so attached to them. I know when I first came to Ancient Dragon, I practiced for years someplace else, and their forms were completely different. And I got here, and I thought, my first couple of months was because these people are doing it all wrong. <laughs> it's going to be a long time to figure out. Okay, really your <laughs> concept of what Zen Buddhism is is really limited, girlfriend. No, you gotta like. And so, in some ways, you know, there's a there's a bonus to, to losing something because it comes back sort of in a in a bigger, stronger way. Yeah, because you can do it sort of without really, you're sort of doing it by road sometimes. Yes, yeah, and it's sort of, and it was true even during Sushi, the day that uh, Ruben was going, he rang the bells completely different. <laughs> and I kind of liked it. He didn't wait till everybody sat down and rang them. He rang them standing up and everything. And I kind of liked it. You know, when he said, well, I didn't know I was doing it wrong. I said, we well, weren't doing it wrong. It's, you know, sometimes it's nice. different. So, you know, he's trained in a different way. Yeah. So he was holding on to that form. Yeah. And, right. And so, so there's there could be a war of forms. <laughs> but, but I think our forms have come back stronger yeah. because they're lighter, they're more flexible. And they're adapting to our situation and who we all are at this time. So I think there's a great, I agree, there's a great benefit. And that felt to me like we all are supporting each other with the forms, not like policing them or having a war like mine is better than yours. Well, and that's what he said to me later. I didn't know I was doing I said, you weren't doing it wrong. I thought it was kind of nice because it gets people used to it. There's different ways to do the same form. And it's good to everybody get on the same train, too. <laughs> so we work with this. This is... So when the Zendo, when it's taken care of, people don't have to worry about it. They're going to get fed. They're nourished. We have somebody ring the bells. We have cushions, you know. And we're all, we're all creating that and sensitive to what we need now. Really lovely. Yes, it's a very creative situation. We're renewing the adornment of the way of awakening. So it's uh, new possibilities, and yeah, we have to be open and flexible and creative as we settle. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity. It's a Dharma game. Yes, Mike. I found that as the as we settled into our form starting session, and obviously we you know, a little bit louder. 
Oh, sorry. Um, I found that as we were settling into our forums during the session, even if we were rotating positions during different days, um, it allowed me to, or personally, um, to feel more intimate with everyone, not and, and feel like I was getting to know everyone better, not because we were sharing words and talking about ourselves, but um, the way, you know, Ruben holds his bells, or the way that he eats, or, you know, or, you know you observe, you know, so much, many smaller things, um, and you're so much more aware of, of more things, uh, and people who I don't know socially and haven't said, you know, five words to before, I felt so close to, um, and that was such a wonderful experience, so um, I was really thankful for that. Yes, Sashim does that, so. And, and I think to follow up with what everyone was saying, especially after the pandemic and feeling so disconnected, not only from our sangha, but from the forms themselves and from practice, um, it was a real strengthening of my own practice to come here and then um, uh, to feel that this is the right place to be. Any comments from the folks online? A couple of people here. I mean, it's a veteran, so. Hi, it's Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. Hey. Uh, it's it's great um, hearing, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, all the fermentation of the sashin being, you know, talked about you know the the, the session that took place in person <laughs> and um because of course it's not like that uh on zoom at all and and the good news i guess is that i know exactly i, I could really identify with everything that's being said and really understand you know the experience that everyone was having um and it's just very different on zoom but um happy to to have Zoom as a resource, um, I, I was—I um, guess I was struck. Uh, I really appreciated the Dharma talk and and was struck by the some things that you said about um, how I think you said something like how things change we cannot understand, and it got me thinking about how change has happened in my life and really the biggest changes in my life, I feel like I had nothing to do with, um, you know, they came by way of chance encounters or just, um, just opportunities appeared out of, you know, some kind of, they were like gifted by, you know, the mysterious, uh, the force of kismet or, you know, like, like literally I feel like I didn't have a lot of personal involvement in, in many of the best things that have happened to me in my life uh, that, that have changed me profoundly. And, and so it's, it, it, you know, and we go, I, I don't know. I just hear a lot of, and my, I do it myself. It's like, I, I, I speak often like, I'm in control of my life or I can change my life or I can do this or do that. And it's just really what, you know, we can do 
a lot of things. But in another way, it's like, what, what can I really do? It just seems like, you know, we're, I, I'm just really kind of powerless, but I, I can bear witness and uh, I can be aware of my breath um, and I can try to let go. Um, those things I I am in control of. Anyway, I'm kind of babbling at this point, but um, uh, great to see all your glowing faces and um, thank you to the Sangha. Thank you, Nicholas, for joining us. And uh, yeah, we don't have total control, and yet what we can have intention, vow, and commitment to, uh, as uh, Thurman's translation says, deliberative, skillful technique, <laughs> trying to help, trying to be to be helpful and to be o- open and aware and to not hold on to what we think it sh- everything should be. Um, yes, I'm reminded of a comment that uh, is his name. Paul lives over in the East Bay. Um, I'll just go. Yeah, made a comment about uh, Val a few weeks ago that really struck me. Um, yeah, so it's about Val, right? And then see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, we can always have vows. That's why we have them, I guess. Hi, Wade. That that seeing what happens is anapadaka dharma shanti. Right. That setting the vow is important. And when that goes awry, uh, that's important too. Yeah. Being willing to make mistakes is part of skillfulness. Trial and error. And patience. Patience. I also would like to just offer that next month, many of us actually here are going to Tassafara. And the Sashim is, you know, the great mothership form, let's say, but actually, this sashin is great practice of how we blend in as community because we'll be there with two other groups and they're going to blend with us and we're going to blend with the community of Tosparo. So everyone there is going to be practicing together from different places. And even like Berkeley has a little bit different situation than Tassahara. And even San Francisco and Page Street has a little bit of difference. So so we'll be fine with ourselves. But but this is our opportunity also to, you know, come out into the world like Bimalakirti and go to a new place and uh, connect with this greater lineage that we're part of. So and Nicholas will be joining us as well, which is really wonderful. I will. I'm so excited. We're excited. I'm excited that you'll be there. And, you know, although you've been sort of this um, name on a screen, (laughs) beautiful voice and 
sincere and, and open comments, I think, are also just flow right with our situation. So it's, thank you, Nicholas. Thank you. I practice with you and real human physicality. Nicholas joined us, uh, excuse the pun on his name, uh, in Irving Park uh, numbers of times, so he's a kind of veteran here. But uh, thank you, Hogetsu, for leading that. And uh, uh, we're not formally in time of announcements, but I appreciate you bringing that up. And uh, are there still spaces available, and what are the dates? Well, the date, I don't know. I mean, there's allegedly a space or two available. So if anybody really wants to get on the train, they should hop on fairly soon. Um, you know, I kind of, Tom's Reservations knows what we have, and they offered us 14 slots. We have 12 uh, taken, but they may have reposed some of them. They can check in with me, but, you know, it all works out. Um, and I think it's like the 26th of June to the 2nd of July. That's my recollection. Yeah. Thank you. Wait. It feels a little bit like we're all organs in one body. Mm. And I felt this during session that uh, you know, my, my stomach doesn't know really what my lungs do. Certainly, don't, my stomach doesn't know how they how my lungs do what they do. But it knows it can fully rely on them to do that to sustain it and and vice versa. And so I felt that very much that I I knew that I was going to serve at 12. I had nothing to do with it. It was just going to appear at my seat three days in a row, twice a day, it would appear in front of me. And all I had to do was uh, just allow the seconds to pass. You know, and, and same thing with every everything else. Uh, I got to sit a lot of Sazen because Mike was coding and uh, maybe I was sitting Sazen for Mike. And, and so it felt like we were all doing these jobs. I had a very strong feeling of interest now with that. And I think maybe, maybe Sanghas are the same, that we're joining these Sanghas of Tassahara and we're all just organs in the in the sort of Zen body. We're all just we're all just organs in the Dharmakaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that some during Sashin that Sangha is a model of how we work together. And you know, our Sangha lost our Zendo and our Sangha is continuing. It's really wonderful. And we're continuing a new Zendo and we're really fully functioning in this interim Zendo. It's lovely. And uh, and yet, part of the practice is helping many beings awaken to how they can be part of Sangha, whether it's this particular Sangha or some Sangha, or how we are all interrelated. And as we mentioned in this net. So, um, yeah, how are we connected with all beings and how can we support them? Yes, uh, Asian? No. Uh, a little warm back here. Uh, yes. Well, uh, if, unless somebody else has something you would like to say, 
um, which you're welcome to do. We will. I had a hi. I had a question. You mentioned Tassahara. I'm wondering specifically, is it a sashin or what, what exactly is there happening in those days? So, so what we're going to do, so Tassahara, you know, is our Zen mountain monastery. It's in the mountains, uh, kind of west of Carmel, California. Right. Yes. And um, we were offered the opportunity to visit there as a Sangha and practice for six days with the Tassahara community. So this isn't like a full-on Zen practice period for three months, nor is it just a vacation. And there will be two other groups, one from San Francisco Zen Center, uh, their queer Dharma group, and then a group from Berkeley Zen Center. And we're all going to go to Tassahara and uh, sit Zazen in the morning and work with the community to take care of Tassahara and make our food, and then uh, sit a little more Sazen and hang out together and enjoy the beauty of Tassahara together and the Sangha practice. So it's just this uh, six nights at Tassahara that's uh, kind of semi-formal, let's say. Does that answer what you need to know? Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Maybe, maybe in the future that the dates don't work, but definitely be interested in the future. Yeah, it'd be great. There will be more opportunities, hopefully, unless there's not. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. Thank you all for creating our session and practice period, whether you were here physically or not, as Gosha described. So let's close with the four bodhisattva vows and then we'll have any other announcements. <laughs>